This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Red Sox Deep Dives. Tonight we're going to be talking about a potential matchup against the Yankees, a potential matchup against possibly the Blue Jays. And then which one we each individually prefer. So probably going to agree on the matchups, but we'll we'll get into both regardless. Andrew, Job, you guys ready to do this? Let's, let's do, it. do it. All right, let's start off with simply which team do you want to face? Bring on New York. I think that's the way I'd want to go. Um, it would definitely be the most stressful. Um, I don't think that's even a question. You know, it's it's New York. It's game seven, essentially, even though it's, you know, game one. But to, to be able to knock them out of the playoffs, that's just an experience that you can't replicate. And to be able to do that would be great. It, Obviously, Toronto is probably better off this year, um, but I, I don't know how any sane person can say uh, that they wouldn't want to face New York. Job's going the other way. I can feel it. Okay. <laughs> how can you not want to knock off the Yankees? I mean, I had that song queued for like a half hour. I, I was waiting for that <laughs> moment. Game seven against the Yankees for all intents and purposes, is what you live for as a Red Sox fan. That's it. The World Series kind of sucks. If you could beat the Yankees, that's what matters. At least people in my generation, I don't know about, you know, you old folks, how how you guys feel about winning it all versus, you know, beating the Yankees. But at least for me, 04, it felt like we were going to steamroll whoever we played. Could have played anybody else in the entire league and we could have given them a two-run head start and we would have steamrolled anybody. Because once you beat New York, like that was it. And that feeling of, of being in a winner all game against New York is something that fans take take for granted. Like playing the Yankees is we're going to have to unfortunately watch it on ESPN with listening to A-Rod and talk about, you know, the former, the history and all that. We know the history. I can't wait to knock off the Yankees in the wild card game if we can get them there. I, I actually want them to make it so we can beat them. But it's it's not going to be them. Before I get into my pick, uh, getting this out of the way, attention listeners from across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Boston, do we have a pew problem? 
If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're at zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Getting back to the topic at hand, I also would pick the Yankees and it's got nothing to do with the emotions or the history or whatever. It's just simply the better matchup. We could conceivably shut their lineup down. If we, if they have the luxury of starting Garrett Cole, that game, perhaps we get shut down as well. And it's, it ends up being a close game going down to the later innings, but, but Toronto can put up a, a five spot on you early and then it's a it's an uphill battle so i definitely would prefer the yankees having said that i think toronto is the best built team to go deep than than the rest of us i don't think the red Sox are deep enough maybe maybe some kind of magic happens and, and we do go on a run but uh, you know the way the team's currently constituted I, I just don't think we're built for it and new york's probably even less built for it so um i i definitely prefer the yankees and i'll also say this because i don't think the yankees are built for it if they knock us out i mean it, it'll suck but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stress out because i i know tampa's probably gonna throttle them and if they don't, Houston will. So that's kind of where I'm at with them. Well, the, there's two things here, Terry. One is they probably, the way the situation is going now, won't have the luxury of starting Garrett Cole against us unless things align perfectly. They're not going to be able to take a break and reset their pitching rotation the way they would like. The other thing, you you can't tell me that the history and all that doesn't matter because beating the Yankees is the best feeling in the world. There, there's no feeling like it as a baseball fan. And if you can think back to the last time both these teams were good, it's been a while. It's almost like we've been exchanging. Like The Yankees had it for a couple of years. The Red Sox were good for a couple of years. And the Yankees were supposed to be a juggernaut this year, according to literally everybody, including you know everyone on this show, but me, who didn't think that the Yankees were going to be winning the AL East um, and or maybe not even in the playoffs. Uh, you can't tell me that having both these teams be good isn't exhilarating. What we wanted from this season is to have a competitive you know, summer. We're going to have a competitive summer and we get the chance to beat the Yankees. It's like perfect. 
And you know MLB is salivating over that opportunity. Well, just real quick, I mean, I'm not saying it's not good for baseball and it won't be exciting. I'm just – I just simply want them because it's it's the more winnable matchup. That's all I'm thinking about right now. I'm thinking big picture. I'm th- there you go. Terry is high bloom. I like it. I'm no trying emotion. to think beyond it. I'm just looking at the schedule here, so the Yankees' well, schedule. So, Cole, let, yeah, I just did it out. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, go ahead then. Cole is exactly perfectly scheduled to throw on the wild card day. Okay, damn it! Like, <laughs> there goes perfect that. five days rest each time. Yeah. <laughs> so so that? yeah, he. Because they have a couple days off in between, and then there's a day off before the uh, for the playing game. So yeah, he'll be on the exact amount of rest that he'd need. And I think, you know, you want to face the team's best pitcher, the best opponent. Um, no, you don't. And I think that's <laughs> yeah, you do. At the end of the oh, day, no, you, do. you don't. Come on, you want to be Jordan <laughs> Montgomery or one of these one of these guys versus Garrett Cole? Because if Garrett Cole is pitching. We're sweating bullets the whole game. And we're going to be sweating bullets the whole game anyway, but, oh, my God, it's going to be stressful. <laughs> okay, just for just for the heck of it, they have Chris Sale going on Saturday in game 161, Avoldi goes Sunday in game 162. Hopefully, I don't want to say more likely than not because this has been the most bipolar season and my thoughts on this team's postseason prospects – changes by the week but if the red sox have the luxury of resting them they can probably pick whoever they want as well to start that game so garrett cole i still want Evaldi. did chris sale change your mind tonight are you guys back on sale or are you still no but i'll tell you what if Evaldi goes out and dominates garrett cole and the yankees in game one then that's who i want and if he goes out and he you know, he shits the bed. Well, then I want Chris Sale. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really at this point we're going to get to see the wild card matchup two weeks before the wild card game, assuming the Yankees get there, which is a big assumption. Like, we're getting a preview, a sneak peek. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you know what? I have actually uh, flip-flopped on that. I think Pedro kind of changed my mind when he was in the broadcast booth the other day. Said that he would throw Sale out there. The Yankees haven't faced him, and I kind of didn't realize that. Uh, they hadn't faced him yet, and they that'll be the first time a lot of those players have seen him, or maybe not have seen him, but, they, you know, you have lefties in that lineup that kind of brought them back into the playoff hunt. If you can take out Rizzo and you can guarantee that uh, Joey Gallo is probably going to strike out four times against Chris Sale, you're cutting that lineup down significantly. So that is where I'm at. Uh, sales velocity ticking up to 97 today was a positive for me. Nate's vo- uh, velocity has been down, which is a little concerning. So I would, I right now I'm going with Chris Sale against the uh, against the Yankees. I, I'm not going to hate it. I think either way I'm going to be okay with it. I'm not going to second guess it either way because it. It's really at this point, I never thought I would say this, it's stud A and stud B. I mean, there's not really a a one and a two on this team. It's more like having two ones and three fours. 
uh, or maybe three fives, depending on how you look at the rest of the rotation. So I I don't care. <laughs> like that's how I look at it, Terry. Frankly, I could care less. I just want to watch the Red Sox dominate. I'm pulling up the uh, game logs right now. So and let me throw this scenario out really quick while you do that. Yeah, I'd want Sale for five. I'd want um, Help for two. Whitlock for maybe one or or two to finish it up. That that would be my ideal situation if they got the lead early in the game. So here's the I'm four games back right now. Let's see. I'll pull up one more. These are the earned runs of all these given up against the Yankees in his last five starts in order. So going backwards. From most recent to furthest out, he's given up two runs, two runs, one run, one run, and one run. Those are his last five starts. I I was doing it on the fly, so I I didn't go further than that. If he goes out there and and pitches one-run baseball, I have to start Evaldi. I still do. I, I just... If Sale goes out there and he's not sharp, and he hasn't had really an AC performance where he was super electric... He did have eight strikeouts tonight. I think that ties his previous most this season. But it does. If he if he goes out there and just scuffles and gives up a few runs, and then our shaky bullpen has to pick it up from there. Uh, we and we don't even know if we're getting Whitlock back before then with the pectoral strain. I just that's hard for me. That's like that's a brutal winter of me being bitter about not not going with your legitimate best guy that that has been your best guy all year. So it's if Avoli goes out there and gives it up, I can swallow that pill. It, it's an easier pill for me to swallow. Yeah, see, I think Red Sox ownership thinks the opposite. They think if we go out there and it's not our $32 million a year ace, and we lose, well, then we're going to get questions all year about how we didn't go with Chris Sale. Well, And that, I, I can't say that's not true, because either way it's going to be true if they lose in that game. That That's an old-school, antiquated way of, of thinking it, and I'm not saying that that's not going to be the thought process. Maybe that, that is the thought process, but it's just a tough pill really to swallow i would say but any more thoughts on the starting pitcher andrew no i again i really do need to see nate's velocity um tomorrow or not tomorrow than uh friday i just it's been diminishing and that is a little concerning i don't want to push him too hard and if you can get him extra day rest and you can trust chris sale that that's how I'm leaning because I'd have confidence with uh, Nate going into game one of an ALDS should they get there. Um, I no one expected Nate to make this many starts. I don't know if he's ever made this many starts before. So fatigue is absolutely uh, a factor at this point of the year for him um, and everyone. You know, not only having 60 games last year, weird situation, unprecedented. I don't know. I think uh, I think they've really gotten everything out of Nate that they could have asked for, and I would hate to see that get soured if he didn't have his command or not command or if 
he was too over the plate in the first couple innings and they pushed three or four across the board and didn't get back into it. He has his previous high for a game started in a season is 33. That was in 2014. He's at 30 now. So he could potentially have what maybe he could tie that actually. Um, We'll see, but if he looks good and the velocity's mid to upper nineties, I'm not I'm not going to worry about it. But now, what if he gets shelled? Are you going to change your mind and say you want Chris Sale? Then I would be more open minded. Yeah, if he does get knocked around. I, now, I would... is it more open minded or is it I want Chris Sale? Like, would I still have to convince you, or are you just going to say, yeah, okay, it's it's time for Chris Sale to go be Chris Sale? I would probably begrudgingly admit that it's probably sale. <laughs> Cause here, here's what worries me. Nick Pavetta was great. And Nick Pavetta is not the pitcher that Nate Evaldi is granted. Nick Pavetta was great against Toronto. The first time he faced him. Second time he faced him, he was good. Third time he faced him, the wheels fell off. And the fourth time, we're not even going to talk about the 18 run game, but you're going to show Nate Evaldi to the Yankees two times in a five-day span, or a 10-day span, rather. That concerns me. That's an awful lot to see a pitcher. When you already seen him in division, he was on the Yankees. He was on the Rays. He's pitched against a lot of these, you know, these teams. He knows the environment, but they know him, too. I know it's a lot of new faces on the Yankees, but... All of all of the Yankee hitters have seen Nate at least once, if I'm not mistaken. So that concerns me to show the same pitcher twice in you know in in two weeks, and it's going to be his fifth time this season. So that that worries me. Uh, something to consider here as well. This is surprising to me, but he only made two starts this year against the Blue Jays. So it must have just been how things lined up. He just only only faced him And twice. Nick Pavetta made five. Yeah. It's just the way it lined up. Yeah, apparently. So Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde in those starts, gave up zero earned runs in his earlier start this season. That was in June. And then gave up seven earned runs in uh, August. So... If they're facing the Jays, to me, it's not even a question. It's Chris Sale. I, I don't want Nate going out there. Absolutely. I think they would. Hit. Yeah, I don't. I would rather have Chris Sale there. Think about that lineup for a second, and think about showing them the same pitcher three times when you have Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the heart of that lineup. I mean, that is a scary from Springer on down is a scary one through five. And I think they might be the best offense in baseball outside of Los Angeles. I think Dodgers might edge them out just barely, but even then I think Toronto could be the best offense. If you added a Max Scherzer to the Toronto Blue Jays, I think they win this division in a landslide. And I think they are being talked about as legit world series contenders. If you add just one more ace, the the thing that makes me uncomfortable with Chris Sale against the Blue Jays is he's just been so protected 
all year long. I mean, he he faced the Rays once or twice and kind of walked the tightrope in, in both of those starts, but he's had the luxury of facing some some bad baseball teams since he, he got called up in, in early August. So, And he's not going to face the Yankees this weekend. So they've they maneuvered him around another tough team. So I just would hate to see a really potent see, offense you, tune him up. You think about it as he hasn't faced a good offense. We know what Chris Sale is. I think about it as they haven't seen Chris Sale. Like, the advantage to me instantly goes to Sale when it comes to unfamiliarity. Not, oh, we have to worry about whether or not he's going to show up, because I think in his career, I mean, I, I understand that this injury is new to Sale, and it's really tough to bounce back from Tommy John the way that he has done, but he's shown up in every big game you've ever put him in. These young Blue Jays hitters will be overmatched. The problem with for me is he hasn't been putting guys away very easily. There's been a lot of deep counts. He hasn't gone past the fifth inning very much. And I, I just don't know that he really has a, a second out pitch right now. And that's a lineup that's probably going to grind out some at-bats. I mean... You're looking at Vladdy Jr., Marcus Simeon, Bo Bichette. Lourdes Gurriel is one of the most underrated players in, in Major League Baseball. I think he's top five or six right now and runs batted in. Randall Gritchick has given us fits. Teoscar Hernandez, George Springer. That's a almost a murderous row. <laughs> I, I, I mean, guess, it is. They're the best offense in baseball, maybe the second best. I guess but... we're not going to be comfortable either way, but... We're never going to be comfortable against either of these teams. It's that's what comes with facing a division opponent, you know, in a win or go home game. But that's what it's all about. I'm super excited either way. I am ruling out at this point. Uh, I'm putting nails in the coffin of the Seattle Mariners. They're only two games out, but they're two game two teams to chase. Uh, I'm putting nails in their coffin, and the Oakland Athletics are out of it at this point. So it's down to three teams for two spots. And the good thing is the Red Sox have a lead. The better thing is they also have the tiebreaker um, for home field advantage against both of these clubs. Yeah, you know, I want to see how Toronto responds because they kind of bitched out today against the Rays. Um, They took this whole card crap way too seriously. I mean, at the end of the day, you know where they're going to pitch a guy. It's like if you can't hit a high fastball, it's not like they're going to throw it low and inside, you know. Um, they blew it out of proportion. Then they absolutely drilled uh, Kiermaier between the numbers. Uh, the pitching clo- coach lost his mind. Their manager lost their mind. I don't know. It seemed like they kind of fell apart mentally. And now they're on a two-game skid. Who knows? If they don't win this ne- the next game against Minnesota, I could see them spiraling and – we don't, you know, we're just taking it for, you know, it's a given that we'll face New York. I I, I think Toronto really needs a rebound because after Minnesota, they have the Rays one more time, correct? I believe, I believe so. so, yeah, to yeah. finish it out. Yeah. Yeah, and the Rays aren't going to let up on the gas because they're only a couple games ahead of Houston. And, you know, uh, they're going to want home field. 
They're not, and it's not like old September baseball where you have 40 guys and 26 guys in your bullpen and you just throw out random randos. They're going to have a competitive lineup each game. So I, Toronto, I think really did themselves an injustice by just falling apart at the seams over a nothing controversy. And I, I think they'll regret that uh, if they miss the playoffs by a game. I hope it's New York. I mean, the, the more we were just talking about Toronto a minute ago, uh, Toronto's just extremely uncomfortable to me. <laughs> so it, it's it'd be a shame for them because they made a bunch of bold moves and you hate to see a team fail, but but in, in the interest of us, hopefully... Having a semi-deep run, I I just got to root for the Yankees to 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 get that second wild card spot. I think either way that the Red Sox will be in a sticky situation, but if you go out and you lose to the Jays and they get bounced in the ALDS, the season is a much worse failure than if you lose to the Yankees, and that sounds a little bit off because normally you'd always want to beat the rival right but uh, I think based on what the Yankees were supposed to be and what you were supposed to be if you beat if you don't beat the Yankees I've changed my opinion on this a little bit the season's a failure if you don't beat the Jays I don't know that the season's not a failure because I think they are one of the two best teams in the American League and I think it's them and the Jays uh, them and the Rays. Andrew? I don't know. I you, I throw everything out the window when it's Red Sox and Yankees. I don't think record matters. I, I, I think it's just a one-on-one battle to the death there. So I, I don't consider it a failure if they lost the Yankees. It, it would hurt more than if they lost the Blue Jays. That's There's no doubt about that in my mind, but um, either way, I think this was a highly successful season, especially from just things outside of the major league team. Um, I Yeah, I, I chalk it up to a win no matter what. I, I've been up and down as far as what my expectations have been. Obviously, they were bad to start with, and then – I think a lot of us were kind of fantasizing about a potential World Series run in early July when everything was just going great. And, you know, before Perez fell off and Pavetta fell off and Richards and, and the bullpen started getting, you know, a little bit out of whack. And now, you know, as recently as probably two or three weeks ago, I, I didn't think we were going to we're going to be in a wild card position, especially when Toronto momentarily had that, that number one seed. So I guess given where I don't think we're built for the postseason anyway, and, and we've struggled when it comes to perseverance in this second half at times with, you know, being anemic when it comes to putting up runs and, terrible base running and, and errors and stuff. 
I can't say it's a massive disappointment, but you know, I I didn't think we'd get in the playoffs, so I guess I'll just I'll just be happy if the we wild get... card game to it... me doesn't count as the playoffs. Uh, it just doesn't. You have to win the wild card game to be in the playoffs. I'm old school like that. You got to be one of the the last couple, and if you lose the wild card game in a non-competitive fashion, it's going to leave the most bitter taste in everyone's mouths. If we choke, I just don't see it. If it's a choke, if we get if we get blown out by the Jays and it's like five nothing in the third, and we lose the game seven to two, then this season's a failure. And I hate to put it all on one game, but that's just how I feel about you know the state of the Red Sox and the Red Sox need to make the wild card from a competitiveness standpoint, from a how much they mean to the fans and whether the fans are going to keep coming back to the ballpark. They need this win. I mean, three straight years without playoffs is that's not Boston. And I realize that I am spoiled and I'm in my twenties and I've seen so many rings across all of Boston sports, but you got to be in it. If not every year, every other year, that's the nature of a big market. And if they choke this away to the Yankees, they get blown out by the, the New York Yankees, it'll be a disaster. If they no-show that game, then yeah, it's a, it's a disappointment. If you lose, you know, 2-1 to one because Garrett Cole pitches a 10-strikeout a game and Chris Sale gives up two runs over seven, you tip your cap. I mean, what the hell else can we do? But if if it's just not capitalizing on opportunities, if it's two outs bases loaded and they, they can't get a runner in or a guy on third with one down and they strike out, then it's a whole different story. Any final thoughts, Andrew? I, well, I mean, they're not going to miss the wild card game. I don't, I, I th- I'm very confident in saying that. I, so. <laughs> Famous last I, words. I, <laughs> just kidding. No. Hey, I've been saying this all year. I, I had them losing in, I had them winning eighty-seven and losing the wild card game, and they've surpassed my uh, win total, I think, or matched it tonight. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, right now, I'm just house money, and I, I, I have confidence in this team. Like I said, I'm up and down. It's it's been a wonky season, and you know, with COVID and the you know the sticky stuff getting banned and so it's just we're all over the place i'm a little bit worried about if, the bullpen, if they lose but... if they lose and it's a competitive game then all of a sudden I, I i feel differently but i i worry about this team in two ways when i this is my final concluding thought of the regular season because the next time that i'm on the air we will be either in the playoffs or not this team is either a 15 runs a game or a no show offensively. And that worries the hell out of me. We, we need this. We do. We, we do need it. And we'll just see how it plays out. This New York series going to be a big test. So 
we might we could if we sweep this series we might be shooting ourselves in the foot because then guess what maybe maybe it's toronto in a, in a couple weeks so we'll, if, if that happens i'll be upset <laughs> yeah so we'll see but my anxiety's up i know job's anxiety's up andrew's playing it cool right now but uh but we'll see. It's it's interesting. It's been an interesting season, and and as podcasters, that's really what you hope for. And uh, hopefully, the 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 interesting continues for another handful of weeks. Well, well Terry, if if you were being if you were to tell me on April first that this was how the season was going to end. It was going to come down to the last week of the season, and we might have to play the Yankees or the Jays in the wild card. What would you say? You'd say, "Hell yeah, that's a successful season." And I know, I know what Andrew thinks. To me, it's the same. So it's been a great season, um, no matter what happens over the next week. Absolutely. So we will wrap on that. We'll be back Sunday night, weather permitting. Not going to be great this weekend, but if everything goes as scheduled, we'll be back Sunday night to talk about what did happen in this Yankee series. Charlie, myself, and Jason uh, will be on that show. Everybody take care.